Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I, hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Reporters Who Have Indeed Reassembled on this fine Saturday morning, a very cold Saturday morning, where I am joined by my favorite fellow sports reporters on the internet and in real life. We've got Andrew Hammond of AL.com here. Andrew, good morning, sir. How are you? How do you think I'm doing? (laughs) Andrew's had a rough time. He was on vacation, and then Nick I wasn't even on vacation. I was never on... I was never on vacation. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. It was there was a gateway to a vacation. Oh, and then it didn't. And then happen. he was called to fight in the Deboer War. So, <laughs> so, so I, I've been I've been I trying to saying, find a place to use that pun all week. And thank you, Andrew. Attaboy, attaboy, uh, Bob, Bob. I'm yeah, what? If nobody else tells you that they're proud of you, just know that I'm proud of you. No, um, as I was telling you guys before we started, my week has been, it is, it's been two weeks. Mm. It's everything that happened before 4 p.m. on January 10th and everything that happened after 4 p.m. On January 10th. You want to know what happened on January 10th? I'll tell you. Nick Saban decided he's going to retire. Which, Mm. hey, he's 72 years old. I get it. You don't want to do this. To to quote Danny Glover, he's too old for this. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Although Danny Glover is still acting, right? He is. I don't think so. Did he retire? I'm pretty sure he is. I think he kind of just sparingly. Okay. He's 77. It's like like sparingly. Um, But yeah. 
it's, it's like Dustin Hoffman. Nobody's seen Dustin Hoffman in a movie in a well, decade. There was no, Hoffman he got a little canceled. Well, they canceled. Yeah, yeah. that was a yeah. Although apparently he's in the new. Oh, uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie. Oh, Metro- oh. yeah. Hmm. Okay. That voice you hear over there, the DeBoer knower himself <laughs> of the DailyBeast.com, Bobby Silverman. Bobby, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Chase. I'm good. He's good. Yeah. Um, That's we it. have to do our CFB minute here to uh, talk about um, what Alabama has done uh, over the last. Uh, 24 hours, I guess, uh, with Kaylin DeBoer, former uh, Washington. Have, mm-hmm. We'll we'll get into that. I do have some breaking news that I really would like to discuss. Uh-huh. When no, I say no, breaking, oh, no. No, no, no. It's just breaking news meaning I looked something up on the internet. It's Danny um, Glover's IMDb. It, it is Danny Glover's IMDb. And apparently he will be in Lethal Weapon 5, which is in production. Are you they're serious? Making a, they're making a Lethal Weapon 5. I did well, they did already on Always Sunny in Philadelphia, so I guess that one doesn't yes, count. Yes, yes, that doesn't count though. Hmm. Why? They are why? why? I'm just answering everything know. with. Let me just why. say, after uh, when was the, uh, the last Lethal Weapon movie? Was what uh, had to be four? Or a decade that ago, was so that I, was no, no. It was well past the decade. It's like okay. late ninety. It's like ninety nine, two thousand. I have a very bad joke. Ready? You ready? Yeah. Lethal Weapon Five. I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. I love you, Bob. Love you too. <laughs> uh, thank you, Bob. You're welcome. You know that scene in National Lampoon's Vacation? Which one? Chevy Chase. Oh, it's the uh, first one. The no, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying which yeah. scene. You were like, you know oh. that scene. I'm like, which scene? So when Chevy Chase is on, when when they're when they're in Arizona and they have to drop off Aunt Edna, who died. By the mm-hmm. way, spoiler: Aunt Edna <laughs> yeah, died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played by the uh, beautiful and talented Imogene Coco. Yes, she's great in that movie. And yeah, she really is. And and Chevy Chase just completely loses it. That's where you're at. That's the mm-hmm. place. That's your I'm, emotional state. I, I I don't know if I'm like I'm not going to lose it now. But I feel like either it's bubbling, mm-hmm. or would you it's, would you, it's, would you like to down. share something with the group? What's been the, aside from have, being roped into a very very pressing Alabama news story? What? What's yes, that? yes, that is it. Yes, that okay. is it. Um, I mean, look, coaching searches they happen, but when they happen on this scale, and you, I wouldn't say that I'm going. Well tuned in to what's going on, like I, I mean, in terms of like I'm, I'm no insider, I'm no Schefter, I'm no Shams, I'm not, you, know, I'm not, but I also know how to pe- I also know how to put pieces together. So when I'm seeing and hearing all this stuff about oh, who's going to replace Nick Saban? What's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? All these names are being thrown around. And I'm seeing all this stuff being said from message boards, from social media. And I'm just like, guys, it's 
I know the truth. <laughs> like I, I know what's going on. Like, no, this coach did not talk to Alabama. He mm. didn't interview well. Wonder why he why said coach didn't interview well because he did not interview. Mm. I'm just. I mean, we're still tracking planes, and the basics is like, but Elliot's thought about this, where it's like you do all of them over Zoom. No one's flying in. If they fly Whoa. in, then you've already accepted the job, and you're you are going to be the next coach at that place. They're it's, not doing. They're not bringing anybody in on planes. They're doing interviews over the it's phone. That, like the whole Dan Lanning thing just mm. absolutely pissed me off. Yeah, what happened? I read on the internet that Dan Lanning was going to be the Ned coach, and they, they he was hired... apparently in Tuscaloosa that day. And they hired and internet gadfly Freddie DeBoer, which was a real shocker to everybody. Uh, no, he was always their number one target. And like some okay. people said, oh, that's not true. Oh, you think Kalen no, was their number one target? He, I, I, I will just say based on talking to sources, talking mm. to people around these programs. Yes, we're going to sources, Bob. Mm. We're going sauces. Um we're, we're talking wow. sauces today. Um, no, but just kind of piecing things together and reading the ESPN story that came out, basically saying, yeah, he was always the number one target. And you're just like, oh, okay, sure. All right. Well, I mean, that's wrong. If that was the case, Greg Byrne did a whoopsie uh, because, look, I think I like Kalen DeBoer a lot. Kalen DeBoer yeah. has won a lot of football games. Um, Kalen DeBoer is a very good football coach. He raised, He keeps the the floor high. Like, I don't see a scenario where Bama falls off a cliff um, going from Saban to DeBoer. But it, it would be, it would have to be a massive drop off. Well, it's already starting where Traveris Robinson is now on his way to be the co DC with Glenn Schumann at uh, Georgia. He's your best yeah, recor- recruiter on literally, literally, that one reason why we, you know, a little inside baseball, one reason why we started late, working on that. Oh, there you go. Because that's yeah. Bob. That's a big one. Um, Georgia getting the Death Star, and it like I, I assume because to make it work, because you're only allowed a certain amount of coaches um, before they have to turn to analysts. Like I think Muschamp has to become an analyst now. Is, he's, he's an analyst. He he he's moving into the analyst. Yeah, role. which is just such a flex from Kirby to be like, yeah, my best friend, you're going to need to go into an analyst. Like you can still help out and all that, but technically you have to be an analyst while I bring in this other guy um, who's. Uh, just going to co-DC with our other elite DC. Like, it's just Georgia's just a, operating at a different level. And Bama, like, I was wondering with the Kalen DeBoer hire, where, because people are like, oh, well, it worked for Brian Kelly, and obviously Saban's like, okay, if I see one more person called Nick Saban a Yankee, I might lose it. <laughs> it's like, the man's from West Virginia. The man is, uh, he won a national title at LSU before he got to Alabama. It's not like he was an unproven coach in this, in this league. Kalen DeBoer is very unproven in this area. He's like I'm very concerned about how Kalen's going to recruit because Kalen won with a bunch fine. of Jimmy Lake players. He won he'll with a bunch fine. of Chris Peterson players. He he'll hasn't recruited. Fine. He doesn't have those relationships down here in the South. It's very different dealing with uh, Alabama boosters versus uh, Washington boosters. I don't. I I just as a Tennessee fan, the way I looked at it was like Dan Landing would keep this thing humming. Dan Landing was the scariest hire Bama could have made. Dan Landing would have stocked this room with ace recruiters he would have had recruiters in the south would have had recruiters in the west they're like D'Amico ryan's would have been scary at alabama 
mm-hmm. who's not scary is Kalen DeBoer. Like Kalen DeBoer is the recruiting will fall off. Georgia Andrew is, has uh, Andrew's ready. Yeah. Here, but Andrew's I'm not. Worried. I'm not worried about Kalen DeBoer at Bama. Point of parliamentary procedure: the official mm-hmm. recognizes Andrew Hammond. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I, instead of going United States uh, government parliamentary procedure, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the good folks in England. Okay. Where Bob, get ready to either laugh or boo. I like the way we set our jokes up by letting the audience <laughs> know, hi, there is a joke coming. You might yeah. not like it. We're very polite. Chase, yeah. Chase, brother, mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this podcast for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, three different places, by the way, if I, if I remember correctly. Yes. Washington, Michigan, and now Alabama. That's correct. That might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And this is why I say this. Wait, hold on. Which part? Because I just I unleashed a lot of stuff here. Which the part did you? That as a Tennessee fan, fired. Wow. Yeah. The the, the fact you did that it really nicely, though, Bob. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, you know, I try that. Love you, brother. Uh, uh-huh. the, the Tennessee thing with the boar. Yeah. I've seen who's ten. I've seen who Tennessee has hired since Phil Fulmer was run out the building. Uh huh. You you really aren't the expert here when it comes to that, bud. Hold on, I'm an unbiased person. I'm saying Tennessee is wow. absolutely botched it. Heupel is a better take there. Heupel <laughs> is a better high school recruiter. Heupel he hired Rodney Garner to be his defensive line coach. Now we got James it Pierce. Took, it be... took them. No, 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 no. The past is the past. You, hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't have to do that. We don't have to relitigate the past. That doesn't that doesn't it, affect Heupel and Danny White and company. Twenty years to mm-hmm. get this right. So sure. the fact that you're saying, "Oh yeah, DeBoer," no, who still has an office? Who's still going to have an office in Tuscaloosa? That also might be weird. Are we sure that's a good thing? Uh, I, I think it's Mel Gibson. Absolutely, actually. it is. That's the that's my answer. Mm. Absolutely. Well, Nick Saban has an office still, Bob. So well, Nick Saban's I mean, retired, every, but he's still going to go to the office every day and like watch over <laughs> like a looming like, presence. A, a Frank Beamer. Seems healthy. A, mm-hmm. <laughs> a Steve Spurrier. Like there's, because mm-hmm. I, I made this point to our team yesterday. It can go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it can either be in the sense of, okay, I'm staying out of the way. This is your program. I guide you. Mm-hmm. If you need it, if you need some type of support, that's there. There's still, it's not like a presidential administration where everybody just leaves and a new administration comes in and they've got to figure out their way for, you know, really half of the first term. Mm-hmm. I would say that, like I said, it can go one of two ways. It can be like how Florida had it, yeah. where, you know, Steve Spurrier, after he retired, he was there. He was a constant presence in the building, but he stayed out of the way. He let guys be them. Mm. And so it could be like K-State, where after Bill Snyder retired the first time, still had an office in the building, and he was essentially running, not running, but he was kind of, Trying to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. and still being the control freak. And he realized, oh, this is not great. They fire they, they fire Ron Prince, like either yeah, an 08 
Snyder comes back, all this crap. Mm -hmm. I think Alabama is set up in a way that you won't get that. You won't get the overarching, you know, emperor feel to it. Alabama will be fine. I think the the problem is... Hold on, when you say fine, though, what do you mean by fine? Because the SEC's bulked up. You're behind Texas now. You're definitely behind Georgia. Um, I think Auburn's coming. I mean, Ryan Williams might end up at Auburn. I don't know if they're behind Texas. I think they're behind Texas. Because we're... I mean, Texas already beat them. They're better. It's a better staff. We are looking at Texas in a... It's kind of like with Tennessee. Where you look at a 15-plus year stretch where... They're, they're just up and down trying to find their way, all this craziness. Mm. But you have like a three-year stretch of stability for the first time in a really long time. And it's also just kind of like, we've been there before. Is it different? Is it not? I think it's we'll different. See? Texas is back. Texas is a legit title team. They can win the SEC and it wouldn't surprise me at all next year. Quinn's back. They have a lot brought back. They've recruited extremely well. They have an elite staff. I, I, Texas is that, right there. That and that, and I will say that, and this this is even before Saban would have you know retired. What we look at in the SEC, what we look at the Big Ten, what we look at in college football in twenty twenty four, you know, in what eight months, yeah, or so, it's going to be completely different than what we saw last year. I feel like we can't judge this new age of college football and compare it to last year. Right. Because like, there's just, there are too many different variables going on. I do think there are some challenges that Kalen DeBoer will face. I'm not saying that it's, I mean, we need to see a staff. Has he announced anybody is like Ryan Grubb officially coming as his OC or is he staying at Washington as the head coach? Like the, the presser is at two Eastern. Okay. Today? Um, so like, he, he, like, yeah. So okay. it's, it, it's uh, what's the line from uh, Little Uzi Vert? I just got here. <laughs> Another spit take. There we go. But no, like, uh, that, that's where we're at. Like mm-hmm. we're we're in the I just got here phase. Yeah. Um, but if you're Bama I mean, fans, you can put pressure. It's like, hey, Traveris Robinson's out the door. Your best recruiter's I, gone. Who are you hiring? Yeah, and mean, he went to that, Georgia. It's not even like he's just gone. He went to your arch nemesis. Yeah, that was that's a that's a major hit. But yeah, it's not like Cadillac Williams, your new RB coach. He's on the market. That's another conversation for another. I am. I do want to ask you about that off air. Yeah. um, Yeah. We'll 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 have to chat about that. But yeah, you're you're there are challenges. But one thing that he's done that Kalen DeBoer has done has already and because people Auburn fans want to say oh that's their Brian Harson. Here's the problem with that. Nah. Alabama had like three Harsons before Saban. Uh, are we talking about Dennis Franchoni? Mike Shula? Are we talking I, Mike DeBose? I, I, I would say t- I would say two Harsons. Two okay. two instead of three. Um one never actually got to coach a game. Oh, um, Price. You can read the Sports Illustrated article. Mm. You'll know why. Um, yeah, here's the thing. Kalen DeBoer is no dummy. 
he's not he's not going and i feel like there's this weird thing with it's because especially at like established places like an ohio state and michigan and alabama a Notre Dame, a Penn State, where you have this like, oh, he's gonna change the culture. What does that what does that exactly look like? Like, as long as Nick Saban is there, you aren't gonna have the boosters trying to run stuff. Because he but once again, like I say, he's still gonna be there. Yeah. There is a precedent that is set. It's like the inverse and, Magic Johnson. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. And so they've understood that, yeah, we can't meddle in this. And there Maybe. Has to be we'll see. It's, uh, it's easier said than done because every booster is different. And what you saw in, at Florida State this week and you saw like keeping all of these big time boosters, Bob, it's a totally different world. Like you, they're just it, even with NIL, it's hard to keep everybody on the same page. And uh, we'll end the, the Bama DeBoer thing uh, here, Andrew, so we can get into some Bob stuff, too, and get him in here. Um, Take your time. I, I enjoyed this conversation. Okay. Um, DeBoer, I guess my... So, here's my thing. I think, like I said, DeBoer is an extremely good coach. I'm someone who I obviously is well-versed <laughs> in the Josh Heupel era at Tennessee. Certain things about Heupel still kind of... I'm like, hey, um, you gotta you gotta upgrade certain spots in the staff. Like Willie Martinez, it looks like he's gonna be back um, as uh, corners coach, and he's okay. But Tim Banks uh, plays a lot of a lot of vets at that safety spot, and Tim Banks is a good DC. He's gotten better each and every year, but not exactly an ace recruiter on that side of the ball. Brian John Marie, ace recruiter at linebacker, been great. Uh, he had Texas ties. Love Brian John Marie. Rodney Garner, just an elite elite staff hire from Josh Heifel out of the gate where when he came in, my biggest worry coming in from UCF and Mizzou and Oklahoma, it's like, is he going to understand recruiting at UT? Like that is how you are going. Like, I understand you're a great X's and O's coach because you're one of the best offensive minds in the sport. But part of it is just, you have to recruit and you have to have ACE recruiters on the staff. And Rodney Gardner is an ACE recruiter on the defensive line. And he hired Cody Burns as his first wide receivers coach. And it's like, okay, he understands that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Cody Burns, obviously off to the NFL after one year. Kelsey Pope, though, ace recruiter. You get a five-star and a four-star receiver this cycle. Kelsey Pope, great recruiter. He understands that. Joey Halsley, good recruiter. Played at Oklahoma. He brings in Nico. He had Southern California ties. Guess where most of the quarterbacks, uh, best quarterbacks in the country are coming from right now? They're coming from Southern California. Julian Sayan, 
quarterback uh, who's a commit at Alabama, Southern California. Bryce Young, Southern California. They're just that you need to have an ace recruiter on the offensive side who can go into SoCal and yeah. pull one of these guys. Which, so like Hypel answered those questions with the staff. So I'm okay. Yeah. I am very curious if DeBoer heat checks and is like, I was just in the national title with my guys. I can huge. get there. And I just wonder how much the Saban and people around DeBoer are going to be like, sorry, dude, you're leaving some but of these guys but, in but here's Seattle. here's what you can do. Here, here's the advantage. Mm-hmm. And and I was talking about this last night with somebody. It's like you're at an ad agency. Mm-hmm. If because people people in Washington are upset, which yeah. I get, but it's also William Morris came calling, like IMG came calling, mm-hmm. CAA came calling. Now Washington's great. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, fantastic place. Problem is kids love Pullman. <laughs> well, wrong. That's that's Cougs. Yeah. But this Pullman is the other one. But my point stands. Yeah, Pullman is a great place. Uh, They've been to Pullman. I want to go to a game in Pullman at one point. Wait, where's, where's, wait, 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 where's the Washington? Eastern Washington? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so, like right there. On the, I think it's really close to Idaho, right, Andrew? Yeah, Isn't it like, like really close? Like less than yeah. ten miles away. Yeah, I, I remember thinking like, wow, national championship game between two states, not really known for this, but should be more celebrated for their role in uh, creating the militia movement in the United <laughs> States. Well mm-hmm. done. Well done. Um, yeah. Shout out there to Eastern. A... Shout out to Eastern Oregon. Never go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah, yeah, go. yeah. There is a there is a huge like Washington State. the The largest Klan rally in American history was in uh, Washington in Wycombe County. Really? Playing long in our home game. Yeah. In the nineteen twenties. Never would have guessed that. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I will say mm. this. I know we got to move on, but yeah, let's move on. There, there, there's <laughs> a, there, there's enough of a appeal to a guy who, and, and, and the other thing that Alabama fans are ups, or I won't say upset, but are worried about is mm-hmm. DeBoer having, I guess, lack of a personality. But I'm like, here's the thing. That doesn't matter. What he is a yeah. ball ass ball coach. Like yeah. that man just wants to coach ball. Yeah. You've you got the second be- best offensive mind in the sport. Like what are we doing? <laughs> You know who else wants to coach ball and just who? Nick Saban? Not comparing uh, to he has personality though. Nick Saban's going to pop up yeah. on game day. Saban's got a personality. Does, I, have a, I have a question for you, for you college football knowers. Wait, uh, boy, uh, <laughs> chair recognizes me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is he just going to show up in the office and and sit there quietly and drink coffee for a year, or is is there a cushy ESPN game day gig that he's? He could probably do both because it's not like he has and, to just yeah he yeah, can't do both. There's yeah he, I know ESPN really wants him. Um, he doesn't strike me as a real dazzling on-air personality. I think he will be good. I actually think Saban yeah, will be good. Look, 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 I think I think Nick Saban will be a very fine addition to College Game Day. However, I think Nathan Stewart will be a, an even more tremendous addition to College Game Day after he wins his Emmy. Who's Nathan Stewart? You didn't He's see the a story. Joke. He's making a joke. Oh, the- you saw the story, Bob? <laughs> yes, of course I did. Yeah. I-, I thought you were referring to uh, 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 Leanne Corsi 
winner any winner <laughs> oh you're talking about that oh i get okay i remembered okay the athletic okay so, never mind uh, my, I'm favorite, late. my favorite part about that is everything that's going on by the way we need to talk about another coaching uh situation that the one that we all thought was going to happen this week hasn't happened. And which is what Harbaugh. Oh, like, yeah, he's taking it. Cause he uh, has the most leverage of any coach. How, like, has anyone ever had as much leverage as Jim Harbaugh across well, two leagues? I, he can, he can pretty much pick call his shot. If, if well, the Chargers he, he, want to hand him a check shot. again, he can do that. If, if Michigan wants to and, name him like, well, like, he's, he's got like a ten-year warlord of Ann Arbor. He yeah, like he has unbelievable amount of leverage right now. He's, he's got a ten-year deal on the table. Yeah, with but the caveat is, I think it's either because at first it was just one year. I don't know if it's 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 been extended to two years, but essentially has a one-year like you cannot talk to the NFL for a yeah. year. Good luck with I'm, that. I'm I'm a little confused about why Harbaugh would want to say try to coach up the Chargers or the Saints because or he's a because... sentimental sob. I also and think I he wants a Super Bowl. That... I just think he wants yeah, a Super Bowl. I realize right? coaches, he get these, they, so coaches get these because his brother has one. Because these yeah. coaches mm-hmm. get into this mindset where they where they believe that no, there is no mountain that cannot be surmounted. And it's there the is no it's the P. Carroll philosophy. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's 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 the whole, but that has gone back. I, I would say even more so, maybe in the eighties, because you see Jimmy Johnson doing it with the Cowboys right. the 80s, into the nineties. I know the NFL realized that 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 the coaching success in college ranks doesn't usually translate. Pete Carroll was absolutely the exception, and he was an NFL guy first. And so and once and yeah, and that's one of those situations where for Pete Carroll, the timing of everything was right mm. just like it was at usc is the timing going to be everything for jim harbaugh whether it's the chargers whether it is whatever team look at i mean look the worst case scenario he's cliff kingsbury and he gets that really you know tricked out mansion in arizona for his troubles but I don't I, think look, like Harbaugh wins everywhere. Like whoever Har- signs, like he's gonna win. And that's a team, and that is a Charger team that has they enough. Have guys. They they, they, have, they guys. have enough to the fact that they aren't a look. I know everybody wants to call them a divisional title contender. To me, in the NFL, it really doesn't matter. Like divisions. <laughs> they've got they've got they've got a quarterback in but place. They have they have, have a, they have a Bosa. Yeah, they have a Bosa. The defense so, is good enough. Have a Bosa. You, should, you <laughs> they you have one of them. Mm-hmm. A perennial playoff team. playoff team. Yeah, they should. And, and, but it's and also the Chargers. They're the Falcons of the West. Like, there's just something true. about them no that's one, just no one cares about the Chargers. No, no people cares. care. No. The funny thing is, people. I, I bet you. And no one will ever is, care in Los Angeles about the about the Chargers. It, no, they, no, no, no. Can we just talk about this real quick? Nobody mm-hmm. in the NFL will care about the LA-based teams. They That's, want the media market. They have the media market. That's all they care if the because if you watch if you watch a Chargers or a Rams game, you will. It, they're they're basically just home games for the other team. Yeah, and but I also do you I, think that will be the case, like even in Vegas twenty years from now? Oh, absolutely. Because I think it just takes time. Like you have Vegas to. Vegas something no. else. 
Los well, Angeles, Vegas, Vegas is something Los else. Angeles hmm. occasionally cares about USC football, the, but there it has. It's not like there's a tradition of have like all of the teams that have showed up in LA have been carpetbaggers. You well, so yeah. I mean, but you literally have to look at like, especially with the NFL. And I made this point back in 2017. I was writing a column. I said the problem with the NFL in LA is they've abandoned the city as a whole. But in that, they lose an entire generation of people who organically want to root for a team. So in that time, so in that time, no, no, that's the and the NFL doesn't care. But when you see a Coliseum half full. And when you see SoFi Stadium, you know, with ever it, it's it's essentially Levi South and and the NFL is going, man, why are why is this happening? Because they're they're saying to themselves, how do we not have one of our quote unquote brands, our glamour brands in the league? How come all their fans are showing up? Well, they become fans of other teams. A generation mm. of people. Okay, okay. but I so, think Andrew, it's are you saying Harbaugh stays in Michigan? Is that your prediction here that he stays in Michigan? Oh no, he's absolutely gone. Ooh, oh, okay. I actually think he's. I think he's staying. I don't. I don't know if he's staying because he. Another conversation outside the pot. He doesn't like his AD. Um, he's wanted to leave, and he basically just expected to go to the Vikings back in twenty. Or yeah, yeah. the end of the twenty one season, he basically just walked. He interviewed into the, the Vikings on National Signing Day, which is one of the funniest things, Bob. Well, they, that you they can do as a college football coach. Yeah. yeah, but they were already they already had that thing locked up. Still, um, just the optics. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, he he walked in basically, and they went through the process as is, and he's just like, "So you aren't gonna hire me on the spot?" And they're like, "No, we're 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 going through the interview process." I'm going to go back to Ann Arbor. Mm. Bye. <sighs> um, well, in happier notes, um, Bob. Yeah, what's up? Let's say you're you're not Bob Myers because Bob Myers is apparently now with the Washington Commanders. Let's say you're Mike Dunleavy right now. <laughs> Let's say you're Mike Dunleavy. Okay. You've gotten tired. I'll, I'll, of- I'll call Ira Nubel and have him kick me in the face for old time's sake. What's up? <laughs> Ira Nubel, first podcast mention of Ira Nubel in what yeah, seven years? Um, good call, Bob. Ira sure. Nubel, that's like just now ingrained in my brain. Um, the Warriors now reportedly everyone except Steph is potentially available. I don't under. Can you explain to me the logic of Mike Dunleavy not putting Steph on the market if everybody else is available? Because I don't know how they build a contender still around Steph. Build a contender. You cannot trade Steph Curry. Yeah. Why? You can't. Why? You can't. Could you couldn't trade Magic Johnson when he was on the Lakers? You could not Mm. trade Larry Bird on the Celtics. You could not trade Michael Jordan. You could let him walk. You you couldn't trade him. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like Chicago. You will be. Yeah, you can trade everybody else. You will be run. It it does not matter if that is the coldly logical move to do and that if you actually do want to try to rebuild this team you cannot trade Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Full stop. 
no you, you can't no well what do you do it then? would be what what do you do is you want to have steph curry around um he will play out his twilight years with some biffed draft picks and recycled veterans and maybe a pascal siakam here or there but this is what happens to dynasties they get yeah they crumbled the the San, Antonio Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs were a playoff team or contender or title winner for two decades. They got very lucky. They had one year where David Robinson's knee turned to crab meat, and they got Tim Duncan. Then they drafted two other Hall of Famers at the end of the first round and in the second round. So that's how they lasted for 20 years. Um, but once Kawhi said, I don't want to be here anymore, they tried to patch it together with DeMar DeRozan. They kept, you know, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge around. And, they, you know, Tim Duncan played out the string and Parker played out the string and all those guys slowly faded. And they were still a good playoff team. The 2022 title was a bit of a fluke for the Warriors. They're in that LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan Spurs era. That was that everything went right. That was an everything yeah. went right in right. a team that wasn't necessarily ready for the big time. Like yeah, you know that scene. Um, it, you know that scene in. Um, I'm. I don't know. I'm going Star Wars here, but when <laughs> when Luke and Kylo Ren are having that battle, and yes. Luke yeah. is basically just like he's complete like. He's just like, okay, we got to do this one more time. But mm-hmm. instead of it dying, like, instead of Luke dying, like, he's just stalling so everyone just, else can escape. Yeah, yeah, they're not. The Warriors just kept hitting shots when it counted and when it. Yeah. Mattered. Yeah. Steph went on an incredible heater. They, the Boston wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Sorry, Andrew. It's okay. Sorry, Andrew. It's Suffering okay. builds character. It's true. It does. Um, it also sometimes leaves you a, a cripple. And, and yeah, but, but also last year. Last, last year, I mean, to me, I, my probably my favorite game in the Warriors run was that game seven against Sacramento. Against Sacramento. That was great. It, it was, great. was vintage. Uh, like it, it's like you were back in 2015, 2016. Yeah, it's those Warriors moments where they just it, they just can't be stopped, and it's it's as if you're staring into the white hot center of the sun, and just everything and, is. And the beauty of that is, we've been so accustomed to it, so it's starting to crater ever slowly, but now it's starting to crater at a fast. The Warriors, rate. the Warriors, two tracks plan. It was an attempt to consciously build what happened with the Spurs, which was okay, here is the bridge to the next generation of great Warriors teams. And once they biffed the Wiseman pick, mm. it just was not going to happen. Yeah. Title in 2022 notwithstanding. So, in any case, what is Mike Dunleavy doing? He really can't do much. Yeah. He he can trade, he can sort of tinker around the fridges, and I think if, if they, you know, again, Siakam would be a nice addition. What do you... um, if they get a functional Draymond, I think that'll help a whole lot. And they could make the playoffs this year, but the, the, it's over. This yeah. era of Warriors dominance is over. 
they literally had a good run and won three titles. But you know what's That's funny? I think I talked about this program, right? About. Where they could have solved all this. Like, I just wonder if you get KD and the Warriors and Draymond in a room together, like right now on January 13th, you're like, hey, um, what if y'all just made this work? What if y'all just stayed together? <laughs> with, Kate, is... with Kevin with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. You're going so to you're gonna have a Kevin you're gonna have a meeting of the minds and Kevin Durant is then going to stop being Kevin Durant. Is but do you get what I'm thing? saying? Like Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors was terrible for Kevin Durant and it was terrible for the Warriors. Like it was this right. idea that And the it, reason yeah. he did that is because he's Kevin Durant. He could yeah. not have done anything but Yeah. Because I mean you go Sorry. to the Nets, it never works, and now the Suns, you're mad that if Bradley Beal's if... never playing. If my mother was blue, had wheels, and went up and down Central Park West, she'd be the M10 bus. But she's not. <laughs> That's a New York joke that I just... Yeah, I, yeah, there yeah, are so yeah, many exactly. layers to that one for our New York yeah. heads. Yeah. Let's move. I've already moved on to something else in my head. Mm-hmm. Deep cut, Bob. Sure. So what do you think they do? What is your ultimate? We'll end it here. So, Andrew, your gut... What does it seem like Dunleavy's going to do ahead of the deadline? Do you think Draymond and Clay are both moved? Do you think it's just Kaminga? Do you think yes. Steve Kerr like, retires at the trade deadline where he's like, all right, this is this he, is just done? He will. I, I think the Warriors are going to, once again, another Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. When Anakin takes out all the younglings, that's what the trade deadline's going to look like. Um, You're gonna mm. trade the if, Moody, the Moses if, Moody. And, if, uh, I like if they are serious, if they are serious about this, absolutely. But uh, I'll I'll save my KD Warriors thing for another day. But let's that's like, a whole other kettle. Of mm. Yeah, that that's yeah. Uh, it's not it's not so much the Warriors; it's more him. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean it. it Obviously, changes are coming. It depends on who goes. But I've been saying this. If you want to extend whatever window, you had to make moves like 2019. You had to make moves in 2019. They did. They did make those moves. It was called It was called getting uh, D'Angelo Russell back for Kevin Durant when he decided he wanted to go. I'm putting Russell into Wiggins and it was using the second pick on the next Warriors perennial all-star. And I I, think it could have been LaMelo Ball. Yeah. But I'm I'm more so saying the moves that you could have made involved. And they could have had Franz Wagner instead of instead of John I'm saying there was like that was the, the path yeah, I get it, Bob. I, there I'm, was a path to pull this off. They just took the well, wrong guy. And, and they didn't trade the right me. people. They didn't trade the right You can't. Draymond is, Draymond is uniquely suited to bring out the best in Steph. I understand why they kept on him. The fact that he has an unquenchable compulsion, compulsion to, like, kick someone in the nads, that's what makes him Draymond. You cannot separate the two. <laughs> It's what makes him special. Yeah, this is. There's no duality of man here. Stuff. This is. It's all part of the same package. This is what makes him special. Yeah. Andrew Hammond, Bobby Silverman, thank you guys as always. Go subscribe to thedailybeast.com today Uh, if you have not already done so. Go 
definitely subscribe as well to al.com and support the good folks over there as they work tirelessly to talk about things like, hey, the next five-star corner who's already entered the portal, Des Ricks from Alabama, because um, that's going to happen. And Caleb Downs' watch over the weekend. uh, It's going to be a tough weekend, I think, for the Tide. Uh, The realization of uh, Kalen DeBoer's arrival uh, on that front for the defensive side of the ball. But um, Andrew, Bobby, thank you guys as always, and I'll talk to you all next week. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.